Welcome to your Shami Brachas Daflamid in the Ozvahadar print. I'm going to try to um, cover a lot of ground today because there's so many Ha'aris, there's so much Agadita on this page that I really, really want to touch on a lot of points. But I will just say that if you uh, want to get familiar with Agadis uh, of Yerushalmi, definitely learn over this page and you'll see there's tremendous stories about perspectives on Gerim, perspectives on Jewish people, perspectives on death and especially early death and a lot of theological questions that are really, really amazing and beyond the scope of what I could present. And also stories of the amazingness of, of and the power of Chazal um, and how Hashem protects Tzadikim in so many ways. That the entire blood is all Agadita and really powerful. So we're going to start with um, right, at the, right at the beginning of the page. Um, it says like this. Um, when Ka Yisrael are doing the will of Hashem, Hashem goes through the whole world, and he finds righteous people among the Umas Olam, and he brings them into Yisrael. And he brings them to Yisrael, Kagon, Yisro, and Rahav. It's very interesting, those two people, Yisro was brought into Moshe's life, and Rahav was brought into Yoshua's life. And there's just a lot to talk about. The, we've always talked about Pnei Moshe, Pnei Chama, Pnei um, Yoshua is Kilavana. There's a parallel in their lives. Remember, Chazal tell us in Bavli that if the Jews wouldn't have sinned, they would have had Chamish Chom Torah and Yoshua. And um, Yoshua is literally a parallel of of Moshe's life. There are just so many correlations. They both said Meraglim. They both were supposed to live to 120. Yoshua lost 10 years, etc., um, etc. Et and just really, really fascinating stories and, and correlations between each of them, what they did, Shemesh Begibon Dome, stopping the sun. Um, there's this tremendous parallel. So you go through all Yoshua, you'll see that over and over again. But anyway, that's what the Mugrashami brings. In Kohelas Rabbah, there's a similar thing. Remember, we said Rivyokhanan is the same author, and it also brings down other people like Rus and Antoninus, who are also amazing Garim that joined. The um, Agatha Selyo explains that what's going on over here is that when there was a Shviras Kalim, Alpi Kabbalah, he writes, there was something called Nitsute Kedosha, these holy sparks that got lost, and they went out to Mosa Olam, and when we do good, Hashem brings them back to us. And everybody heard the famous line of Rosh Lanter that said that why are people Machal Shabbos, um, you know, in Paris? It's because of the Jews um, in his city that aren't fulfilling the mitzvahs of Shabbos properly. So we see Mufurish that actually, um, you see in this Chazal, there's many other sources for it as well, but that when we do the right thing, that impacts everyone and that brings other people back to Yiddishkeit. Rosh Hashanah also is famous for saying this as well, that, um, you know, if there's no Chil Shabbos in Bnei Brak, then we're protected, um, et cetera, et cetera, and very, very famous lines. But that's the idea that there's Chil Shabbos going on in the world and that we have an influence on other people. And if we're, um, if we take care of ourselves and, and do the Torah mitzvahs properly, then Hashem brings um, other, the other people the, the people that are supposed to be part of our nation join our nation. If you want, there's a lot more in Agadis Elio. As I always say, there's a lot there. He has tremendous to say on this page. Pages and pages. He has a whole shtickle on Bensora Amora, why he dies and what he did wrong. Very, very fascinating, but way beyond the scope of today, what I want to go into. <clears throat> okay. Also, we find that um, there's a very famous story, fa- famous mushal that Chazal bring down in the Bavli as well, that um, the the owner of the... Um, of the fig tree knows when to trim the bushes, which is a mushal for used here and also in the Bavli, for Hashem knows when someone's time is up. And there's a whole uh, mimer on many, many things about um, people's time being up and what that means, etc. So the Gemara talks about when um, Rabbi Bone, who is a very famous Yerushalmi figure, who's quoted a lot, by Rabbi Chia died, so Rav Zera gave a hespid on him. Now in this hespid, he describes him and he says the following thing at the end. He says, um, this man accomplished more in his life 
in his toil of Torah in 28 years than what any Talmud Vasek would do in 100 years. Now, does that mean that he was 28 when he died? It's pretty impressive if he was because he's literally quoted throughout Yerushalmi many, many times, Rabbi Avon or Rabon. But uh, it could be that it meant that maybe he was 10 when he started learning and now he was 38. I don't know exactly. The simple reading seems to say that he was 28 years old. But anyway, this is one of the explanations among many. Obviously, we don't understand Hashem's ways, but literally that this person fulfilled his purpose in life. The Shlaw brings down, based on Chazal, there are other Midrashim that say that when a, if a person dies young, then Hashem learns with them, and wherever they were on that trajectory of life, they get all that Torah because they don't, they shouldn't lose out the fact that Hashem took them younger, which is Mashba in this Gemara as well, and many other Chazals. And the Shlaw says, therefore, a person should actually make a list of all the things he wants to learn, so he could, kind of his aspirational things in life, and he could stand in front of Hashem and say, look, look, this is my plan. I was going to learn all these things. Yeah, it's true that it's thousands of years of stuff, but I didn't live long enough to do it. And that's a good taina. So a person should have that in mind. It's the longing that we have for Torah that is just so important. Um, and again, there are just so many ha'aras here to, to share. Let me um, catch another one over here. The um, the Yerushalmi continues and says, Rishimon Bar Zavid, when he passed away, so Rav Laya, that was his name, uh, gave a hesped, and he said the following thing. He said, there are four precious things that people use. And he gave a list of these these uh, objects. Kesef, silver, zahav, gold, um, barzel, um, iron, and nechoshes, copper. And he said, these things are all replaceable. But when it's tzaddik, yesh lahem chalifa, they have a replacement. It was a very famous line that we don't have a chalifa and a tamura. We need to understand why it uses two lashonas, by the way. I would love to hear your opinions on that. Um, but it very well could be that it's going to tie into what the um, the Agadis Elio says like this. He says, there are four um, madrigas in Torah, Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Sod. And he says, each one is Marami's. Kesef is silver. Everybody has silver. That's a Pshat of Torah that the Talmud Chacham brought. And Zahav is the um, is a Remez. F- it, it refers to Remez because Zahav is scarce and only some people understand Remez of a Torah. And he says, um, Drush refers to Barzel because iron is something that tries to... Um, Gives, gives rebuke to others, and the purpose of drush is to give rebuke. That's not so simple because drush usually refers to like drusha, like the mechilta, drusha, you know, etc. Not like necessarily drushas Iran, which is drushas that he gave, but, you know, which was somewhat hashkafic, but also maybe a little bit of musr, you could argue. But drush is not like, you know, the rabbi's dr- uh, drusha. It, it, it usually refers to just madrashe chazal. But anyway, that's what he says. And sod is nechoshes. He explains a lot of it. Nichesh uh, means to whisper, and it's a secret that's taught. And also, it, he says that it, it, it corresponds to Nachashak and Moni that we're trying to subdue. So it could be that the way I understand is me, maybe Lanu Chalipa and Tamura is two things. One is for his Torah, and one is for his Gemilas Chasadim. And we've talked about this in the past in the Shikal on Susosov Dovis Bekever, that it's only for, according to some opinions, only somebody that had good Midos and also was a Noah Dorish. So there's an, el- there's an element of Chalipa and Tamura. Um, but Ayin Sham, and let, let's think about also how that would apply. Um, a few more stories. So there's there's these amazing stories that um, Rav Kahana, we know based on the Gemara, um, based on the Bavli, which Yushami doesn't mention the story here, but it kind of like picks up expecting that you already know it. I guess it was a famous story. Um, so Yushami tells the story of when Rav Kahana ran away from Babel um, and, and went to Eretz Yisrael. And basically, um, there were a lot of people that were making fun of him because what happened was he offended Rav Yochanan. It's a whole story, Ayin Chum, but basically Rav Yochanan had very long eyebrows and Rav Yochanan opened up his eyes to look at this man. And again, this is in the Bavli, not in the Yushami. Um, so he opened up his eyes to look at this man who was asking him so many kashas um, 
and he saw that Rav Kahana had a split lip, which made it look like he was smirking that he had gotten Rav Yochanan. And this caused uh, Rav Yochanan Chilish Zadas, which Rav Bachi says that when you when you cause that to Adam Gaul, so then there's a punishment that comes. And therefore, um, Rav Kahana died. And um, so then the Gemara says, the Bavli says the story that um, when after Rav Kahana asked about him what happened, they told him he died. So he's, and they explained to him that he always looks that way. He wasn't smirking. So he went and he revived him. So um, the Yerushalmi here picks up after that story, and it basically says, it's a very interesting Yerushalmi because I, you don't normally find this, but it says um, Kahana, instead of Rev Kahana, it says, when Kahana, uh, he was a young man when he came up here, and um, people saw him, Lolive saw him, it says, and they made fun of him, and they said to him, Ma'akal Bishma, what did you hear in heaven? Now, let me come back. I just want to say a couple things. First of all, the fact that Rabbi Yochanan was blind, we find that a lot of people with disabilities did amazing things in their lives. And Rabbi Yochanan was one of the most prolific writers, including Yerushalmi and Medjish Rabbah. And what's interesting is that in the Yerushalmi, it says, Tachazi, um, let's look, instead of Tashma, which, which the Bible uses a lot. Let's hear. So you see, it's interesting that the man who was blind is the one who could see. But um, there's actually a line, I might get in trouble by quoting it, but of Helen Keller, who said, those who are... Um, hard of hearing, learn more from, you know, from reaching out and, and listening. And there's an element here that certainly, um, because of his blindness, he literally saw so much. One of the most famous Kabbalists that I mentioned uh, previously was Ravitzak Saginar. And Saginar means the one with enough light, even though it's a euphemism for blind. But it very well could be that somebody who's blind has an element of greatness to them, of course, in Torah Peh, that brought it out even, even more. And it could be that Rav Yochanan, the author, that brought so much light to the world, um, it doesn't say that he was blind. I want to be clear. It says that his, he was very old and his eyebrows were very, very long and he wasn't able to see. But there's an element of blindness that he, this blind man, so to speak, saw everything. There's a famous line from the Babasali that said that when a person uses his eyes, Bekdushavatara, so when he could see me, Sofa Olamad Sofa. So there's an element of, of Malchus here. But then there's another question here about Rivkana. And I and Sham, because it's a phenomenal story in itself. But um, the question here is that, so Rivkana gets um, made fun of by these people and... They say, oh, what's the news in heaven? They were kind of mocking him, like as if, did you really die? So he told them, yeah, I heard that that your Gazar Din was, was sealed and that person died. Then another person bothered him as well. And um, he said, yeah, uh, what, what did you hear in heaven? So he told them that your Gazar Din was over. So the um, Agadis Leo points out that the Gemara itself calls these people lowlives. So it wasn't just that, that, that Rav Kana killed them, um, you know, because they made fun of him. Um, these people do not believe in in in, in Mason. and he says that basically um, these people, for example, we find Tchias Mason in the in in Tanakh. We have Elio who revives the Isha uh, the the Tsarfatsi's woman woman's son. We have Elisha to the Ben Shunamis, and also we have um, Rav Zera shechted uh, Rav Yochanan and brought him back to life in Bavli Megillah of Zion with Bez, and Rav Yochanan to Rav Kahana, which is this story over here. Um, and um, also brought down above Kama, Kufid Zion, Abayz, which is where a lot of the other details are. So these people, they didn't believe in Tchiyas HaMesim. That's what they were saying. So in Mela, they were Chayav Misa, because So he was just explaining to them that they were dead. Bachia says this as well a few times, Allah Torah, that, Rabbi Bachia, that, um, that a lot of times when Chazal were nothing in of at these people, or they were Galsha, it's almost Maral says this as well later, but Rabbi says it also a little bit, that really it meant that he, they were just, it was just a Gile Milsa that these people were already dead. Um, what else did I want to say? I think there's one more thing. Yeah, so then the last Gemara, towards the bottom of the page, says that um, when Rav, y- when Rav Yasa came to Eretz Yisrael to get a haircut, sorry, I want to get to that tomorrow, sorry. Um, where was it? 
Here it is. Rav Zera, when he came to Eretz Yisrael, also very famous. He was the one, I believe, that fasted to forget Torah's um, chutzlaretz. Um, so he said he was going to go let blood for health reasons. And then Chazal say that a person should eat, um, should eat um, what's it called? Meat afterwards to give him more strength and also drink wine, the Gemara. And Shabbos, the Olive says, although Viscomara doesn't talk about the wine part. So he went to go buy a liter of, a liter of, of, from the butcher. And the butcher gave him a really hard time not sure exactly why, but the butcher just told him that you're going to get, if you want to buy it, it costs 50 dinrim and one lash. And Rivera tried to pay him more and more and more money, wouldn't take it. And he finally, he said, I have to basically probably something along the lines of, I need to follow Chazal. I need it. So he took the lash and that butcher died. And the butcher, so they asked Rivera, what did you think? He was just messing with you and bothering you. So um, Rivera said, I thought that was the Menegamakum. So the, um, the Agadis Layo says, that in the Ottoman Empire, they would subjugate all the new uh, um, enlisted uh, army men by having a general or higher-ranking official hit them on the neck. That would show you're subjugated to us. So he thought this person didn't agree with it, but he thought this person was trying to subjugate him before he moved to Israel. But really, he was just starting to he was he was trying to mess with the Talmud Chacham, and therefore that's why that's why this butcher died. You find in Chazal a lot of negativity about butchers, by the way. Ahu Koves also you find a lot of insults about them, and also the butchers. But I and Chum, we'll, we'll, there's what to think about. We'll leave that for a different time. I just want to say one more thing, which is interesting, very very fascinating. I'm sorry I skipped it. I'm a little out of order. When um, when Rav Kahana came to Rav Yochanan, so Rav Kahana came running to Rav Yochanan after these people died, and he said, Rav Kahana said to himself, Masalikis um, Mizke, why am I here? I'm sinning. I came here to to kill people from Eretz Israel. Not at all. So he went to Rav Yochanan, and he said, he said, I have a kasha for you. He said, if you have a person whose mother belittles him, but his father's wife honors him, where should he live? Think about what's being said. The, the Haredim says that he was saying that um, my mother, when I live in Eretz Yisrael, where I belong, my mother country, the people here are making fun of me and I'm causing their death. But where I live in Babel, which is like kind of a stepmother, it's not where I belong. It's a secondary place. Right. But those people respect me there. So Amar Le Rav Yochanan said to him, go to the place where you're respected. Anyway, so he took that and he left and he went back to, to, to Babel. And then Rav Yochanan asked, where's my great Talmud? And they said... He, uh, he left on your advice. So he said, what? He never asked me. He said, no, that question he was asking, it was him asking. Very fascinating Gemara in itself. But anyway, the point is that a person should go to a place where they're respected. What a phenomenal lesson. Chazal say that Ritzona shall adam zehu kavoda. It's said in the context of a woman, um, which hopefully we'll get to in Yerushalmi later. But basically, um, the the you know the way that we show respect to someone is by listening to their to their desire, and and that's that's a very important thing in life that we have to be around people that give us respect as, as human beings. Um, so anyway, take a look at the page. There's so many things to see inside, and I hope that you enjoyed, and I hope that you learned from this.